welcome to more to come pw comic world's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing recorded at the pw offices in new york city i'm calvin reed senior news editor of publishers weekly and co-editor of pw comics world check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics and i'm heidi mcdonald i am the graphic novels review editor for publishers weekly and the editor-in-chief at the beat at comicsbeat.com check us out on twitter at pw comics world and I'm Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm the podcast producer, and you can find us on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com. And on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash pwcomicsworld. This week on More to Come, <laughs> uh, San Diego Comic-Con preview, a uh, graphic novel and comics market size. Um, new, got new figures for you. Marvel Now debuts, um, Anime Expo 2016, and... Of course, like everyone else, we're going to talk about Pokemon Go. Oh, Pokemon! So, Heidi, you you wrote you did our San Diego Comic Con preview. I did, features. I did, um, and um, uh, there's new stuff. There's a there's- little bit new. I mean, I'd heard some people talking a little bit about how maybe this year, like, like was kind of a boring year, and you know, if you're going to skip a year. This is the year to skip it, and actually, a few people I know are skipping it. And you know what? It seems uh, yes. Pretty, well, that's it came yeah, out in your story. Well, yeah, but I, I mean that one of them had skipped it last year, and then yes. one of them just kind of dropped out this year, and you know, top shelf. So it's only a couple. But then yeah. I actually before this, I was talking to uh, Joe Casey, who's a comics writer and mm-hmm. animation writer, part of Man of Action, and he they've had a booth every year, and he said they're not having a booth either. And I said why? He just said you know what? We don't need it anymore, and mm-hmm. you know they're all rich and famous, mm-hmm. so they don't need it anymore. <laughs> uh, so. Everyone has a different reason. Uh, for well, you mentioned slave labor. Yes. giving up their they gave real up their, high profile they spot. They are they, did. Are, now they are not there They're at gone. all. They're, They're gone. gone. It's Neil Adams now. I just really? saw the bath. It's Neil uh, Adams. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, NBM skipped last year. They're doing it yeah, again. No yeah. paper cuts will paper be there. Paper cuts will be there. there yeah. Company. And then Top Shelf has moved to the IDW yeah, booth. Yeah. And, but uh, that leaves a very high profile spot well i looked at the map today actually to Open. see if i could figure it out and fantagraphics is going to be in that spot which is kind of interesting so they're just lurching because they were right next to anyway, yeah they so were they're taking so they're over just, the whole you know there's a couple situation. little things like yeah. blizzard is on the floor this year uh there's a few new uh, but i have to be honest i think aside from these you know like you we're a little bit excited to hear that uh you know top shelf will be gone will be fan of graphics yeah. but very few people will be <laughs> well, other than us this is true you know because you've been going for 20 years yeah and, um, you know, and other things that are incredibly exciting. Um, well, it's interesting to me, even though I never go to San Diego Comic-Con, because it says something about the state of the company and the state of the industry, because, uh, you know, San Diego Comic-Con is such a big deal. Yeah. Had I thought about it for this year, actually, one of the biggest trends is that the level of authors who are there is really high. I mean, William Gibson is a guest. Margaret uh-huh. Atwood is a guest. I mean, well, they're both doing comics. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Chuck Palahniuk is a guest. Oh, that's right. So it's kind of like yeah. every great author of the 90s is at Comic-Con now. <laughs> well, you know, it's every a, great it's author of the 90s r- is starting to realize show. that <laughs> comics are the way to go. Yeah. Well, some of them always did. I mean, uh, Atwood actually is a doodler herself. She's yeah. always drawn her own little comics. So, uh, yeah, but she's been a Notoriously ambivalent about genre work. Yes. So it's interesting and, to see her working with. Comics. Yeah, and I, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, Gibson for a long time was sort of. I think I met him one time, and I asked him if he read comics. <laughs> like, what else he asked? Yeah. And <laughs> uh, he said that uh, he didn't, but his kids did. So you right. know, I mean, it's a little bit of the grandpa effect, but uh, 
also, um, you know, Chuck Palahniuk. He's had such an impact on so many yeah, comics, right? artists, and then, writers, and everyone else. You know, Chuck Palahniuk, uh, you know, he's yeah. jumped into Fight Club, too, with, you know, all fists flying. So, yeah, um, Which is and on the, our yeah, PW bestseller, yes, Graham Howell bestseller. Yes, list, and there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of other authors who are guests at the, mm-hmm. at the show. I mean, they always have science fiction authors who are sure. there. So, so, you know, there's a big, big book presence at the show this year, actually. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's pretty exciting, so. Well, you know, obviously we're both on panels. I'm actually on more panels than I've ever done before, so I'm a little bit, frankly, intimidated. But um, we want to we want to give a little shout out to some of the things you're doing. Sure, I'm on four panels every year. I do a panel on how to market your comics, mm-hmm. so that's on Thursday morning, and uh, then uh, later in the day I'm doing my annual comics journalism panel, which is at uh, seven o'clock, the worst time possible. I know, I, but uh, but I know. I'll be doing it this year. I'm very excited. It's about uh, the new journalism and uh, you know the cries for representation. So I have. Um, I have Megan Purdy from Women Write About Comics, uh, cool. as well as uh, Brett Schenker, a couple of other really awesome people. Yeah. I have somebody from Black Girl Nerds. Uh, cool. No, this is awful. I don't remember her name. So, uh, <laughs> that, which is really because I don't actually know her. I've never met her. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look it up because I don't want to okay. not have her name in here. Well, you can look it up. I can give you my panels. Yes, while you're you do doing your that, panels. Uh, yes, I've got, got yes. quite a few, including, of course, as you always do, is you put together a, a fabulous uh, PW panel that's going to be on Friday morning. Um, uh, what's it? Turning your ideas into graphic novels. Now that's Ron Wimberly, mm-hmm. Sidney Padua, and Keith Knight. Uh, yes, and Durf. And, and Durf. Oh, yes, and Durf. And Durf. And Durf. So this is completely fabulous. So can't wait for that. Uh, the night before Thursday night, and I think this is a seven to eight panel. I'm mm-hmm. going to be moderating the Europe Comics panel. It's Europe versus USA, and it's, uh, a um, a panel that includes uh, I think five graphic novelists. Europeans, so it's Roger, Matthew Rains, uh, Gabriel Hernandez of Walta, and Jason Latour of Southern Bastards. Nice. That's will, a great will lineup. Be there. So we're going to, you know, compare. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to have yes. uh, Cynthia Francelon of uh, Black Girl Nerds cool. on Very there. Cool. And she is uh, awesome. I ha- I wasn't familiar with her before, but now I am, and I'm, I'm so excited. So, um, and also, I'm going to, Calvin, do you have another panel? Cause, uh, I do. On yes. uh, on Saturday, um, we're doing um, the State of the Kids uh, graphic novel market. Right. And we've got uh, Mark Siegel from First Second, David Saylor from uh, Scholastic's Graphics Imprint, uh, Greg Goldstein's from IDW, and Terry Nantier. Uh, cool. And also on Friday, I am doing a panel at 530 uh, called... Uh, comics from Squared Circle, uh, which is sponsored by Lion Forge, and it's about wrestling, uh, which is kind of cool. It's going to have yeah. Chavo Guerrero, mm-hmm. uh, Honor the Giant's daughter, Robin Christensen Rusimov, who I've actually met before, and cool. she's pretty cool. Mike Kingston of Headlocked, and uh, some other surprises, I'm told. So, cool. uh, exciting. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I think on Saturday also I'm going to be doing the uh, Comicsology. I forget what it's called, but really we give suggestions right. to people about what comics to read. That's basically that. And I am also on one more panel, which is Friday at noon, and I will be interviewing Chester Brown on oh, stage. Awesome. And it's very pretty awesome. exciting. I've, ta- I've chatted with him. We had dinner yeah, at yeah. TCAF where we chatted a bit about paying, uh, not paying for it, uh, rather his new book about yeah. biblical prostitution. Yes. Very good. Um, but this is great. He's going to do his slideshow, and then I'm really going to quiz him about 
his some of his biblical interpretations because I'm I'm a bit of a amateur biblical scholar Ooh, myself. Cool. So we're going to ask him about some what of time his is interpretations of scripture what time? Uh, at noon on Friday. Oh, cool! Very cool. Uh, I have one more panel. Oh. I am doing a D and Q organized panel um, on Sunday on historical comics, which also will have Chester Brown, Kate Beaton, and Durf. Wow, you're double derfing it. <laughs> I know you could say that. I'm going nuts because my unlike Heidi, I usually. See, put a ceiling. Two panels is enough for me. Right. But everybody kept asking me, and the people were asking me. I just couldn't bear to turn them down. Well, so. I had about three people ask me in the past week to moderate panels. And, and luckily, or unfortunately, they were all at, at on Friday around lunchtime. And I'm like, well, I have a panel at that well, time, I've so I'm getting, not going to try people to... Are still ask, is there a shortage of moderators in San Diego this year? I think there are. Because I have turned down about three yeah. more panels. Yeah, probably some of the ones I turned yeah, down. Yeah, no so guys, how do you get on as a moderator? You gotta be good, Kate. You gotta be good. I think I would be good. Well, you would absolutely. You would be. And you know what? Uh, we should uh, we, we should put together our New York Comic Con panels. And you know what? Let's have Kate moderate it this time. Yeah, there you, you go. Know what? You yeah, because we need to get you in on this although, moderation. Although New York Comic Con yeah. always rejects our panels, <coughs> so you know maybe it would be nice if they actually accepted one of our panels this year because that would be really cool and unusual. So, there you go. Yeah. Well, so uh, speaking of panels, will these wonderful. San Diego Comic Con panels be available online for the delectation. Sometimes of they viewers? are. I'm yeah. not sure if Jamie Coville's going. Uh, usually he records a lot of the panels that yeah, we're on because we yeah. seem to have a. Uh, uh, I never know. But, you know, I've had done panels. That comics journalism panel I did was video a couple of years mm-hmm, ago. Yeah. Was videotaped. I had no idea. Right. Really. Right. Um, right. So it's hard to say. But you know what I always do is I always record my panels as I, oh. I just flip on my phone when I start and uh, record them. And Calvin, you should do the same thing. Oh, yeah. I you still, know, I well. I, I'm still angry or not angry. I'm still sad that you didn't uh, record your panel at New York Comic Con a couple of years ago with Chris Butcher and Debbie Oki, where you talked about the and uh, you know Anne Ishii, which apparently yeah, is that one was of a great, great that was panels. a really good panel. So just remember, but flip I will do that. In fact, phone. because yeah, you know, I, I will do that, and um, I think we maybe we can use one of these. For on an upcoming yeah, show. That's the part as listening. long as everybody who's on thinks it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, sure. I'll, I'll make sure that everyone's yeah. on I board. Always, but, I always um, quiz. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, yeah. So, so what yeah. else is happening, though? What are you excited about for Comic-Con, Calvin? Uh, man, you know what? I have to admit, I have fallen into an unfortunate habit of being so unnerved by trying to get ready for Comic-Con that um, I'm never sure of what I'm excited by until I get there. I am, particularly this year, since I have so many panels, I'm really sort of, I am excited. Uh, I've got some really great people on these panels, so I'm really kind of overwhelmed getting ready and preparing myself yeah. to do yeah. this. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, right there with you. I'm not doing any preparation at all, so, uh, you know. No, I, that's a lie. Of course I'm preparing, <laughs> and, you know, especially for Chester, because I really, you know, his book is yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's scholarly uh, work. You know, with the wrestling one, I, I uh, you know, it's, that's a very exciting. I mean, I, <laughs> I did a panel I have done a panel with Andre's daughter uh, before, and she's really cool. And um, really, I met her at Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's really a uh, very bittersweet story of hers that she has. And uh, yeah, I don't know much about. I mean, I obviously don't know much about. Well, her you should come to the. Well, she I, had. That's no, what I she really had no relationship. She had no relationship. Uh-huh. I mean, she she'd never met him, but she did talk to him on the phone, and uh, she is his only heir. So uh-huh. she actually. Does so she a, runs the business. She yeah, does. She yeah. does run the family yeah. business, even though she never really. But he was aware of her. You yeah, she know? was telling me about the yeah. movie, right? Because they yes. They're yeah, doing the movie that's based movie. on the graphic mm-hmm. novel. Yeah. Uh, so, so I am looking forward to that. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I have to admit, I, I look forward to the Eisner Awards. Yeah. 
Well, why shouldn't you? Well, you know, they, well, you know what? In some ways, that's good. Well, they, 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 in the past, they have been a bit of a joke. I mean, everyone respects them, but also, but you know, they, they, they're much brisker. Well, you know, they're, they're going to be hosted by John Barrowman this year, uh-huh, so that okay. should be pretty yeah. good. He's yeah, yeah. a pretty good host. He's a chatty Kathy, yeah. and you know, he's a kissing bandit. I remember, and they're crisply done yes, now. The last yes, two they years, have three people years, who are more, they, yeah. they've moved them along. They were done by like ten thirty, something yeah. like that last year. And uh, yeah. anyway, twenty. South Park 20th anniversary. Um, one thing for reals uh, is definitely a scaling back of some of the pomp and circumstance of mm. Comic Con. I was just looking at the uh, Hollywood Reporter had the party list, and it's a good list, but mm. I mean, it's not anything on there that, you know, one year they had an Empire Strikes Back yeah. party sure. with like, you know, host ice cubes in it. And, you know, it's the one party I wish I could go back in yeah. time and go to. Uh, you know, it's good. It's the usual. It's the EW sci-fi hit fix. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, that party's again. That's awesome. And uh, the movie studios are pulling back. A they little, are they? totally pulling back. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Hall H schedule, there's a, the Warner Brothers panel, of course, and the Disney, uh, the Marvel panel. There's a, there's a panel for Snowden, which is a movie directed by oh, Oliver yeah. Stone. So Oliver Stone is coming well, to Comic-Con. To be fair, it does star fan favorite. Uh, uh, yes, it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. yes, and also, you know, who is the subject of internet privacy nearer and dearer to than geeks? Yeah, but you know what? Like, Hall H this year is mostly TV. They have the preacher panel is in Hall H, okay? You know, hmm. remember when it was nonstop Angelina oh, Jolie yeah. and Absolutely. Miyazaki and, you know, oh, get a, get off the stage, James Cameron, because, uh, because you know, Brad Pitt's me. coming <laughs> and, and, you know, here comes Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger, so get yeah. out of the way. Um, yeah, it's not like that anymore. Now it's like uh, Travis Fimmel all the way. Well, that's interesting. Are we still going to see crowds of kids sleeping outside? Well, I I'm sure there will be for yeah. Saturday. And um, it is, uh, you know, I'm sure. But a little bit of the, I think we did hit peak uh, peak panic over yeah. Comic-Con a few years ago. And now it's really just uh, an awesome thing that people go to. and But it's not quite the life or death experience uh that some were hoping for so but i will be there for the warner brothers panel uh i will be in the hall oh there you go and 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 uh uh, loyal listeners to more to come there will be podcasts um direct from the floor oh yes as always of the biggest uh, pop culture show in north america we'll be uploading podcasts and interviews uh pretty much every day yep we will be there as always and uh our loyal uh, ground crew Kate will be yes, angry Kate will be at all. back here. Kate, do you ever <laughs> now? What do you want to go to Comic Con someday? I what do? But it costs money. Yes, that's true. It does. It does. Yeah, if you can get a ticket. Is that your yeah. is that your biggest fear? Is the money? It's uh, it's not so much a fear as it's that going to San Diego costs money, mm. and it is very hard to get a ticket unless you're pro. And I would probably get. A press ticket, but uh, you know everything else. The trick is, is the hotel. Rough. Yeah, the and hotel's what, the hardest airfare. Thing. Well, yeah, but you know if you book it, your airfare early enough yeah. in advance, airfare is but, like under five hundred dollars. Yeah, if you're but careful, see, but. I don't five hundred dollars worth want yeah. to go there. Yeah, because yeah. I have New York Comic Con here, which I don't have to spend. Yeah, like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars to go to. Yeah, 
And uh, Publishers Weekly is not paying for my trip. So, well, uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, they're not paying for mine either. <laughs> yeah, well, so. There you go. <laughs> So. But uh, but you know, listen, you should totally. It's definitely on the yeah. bucket list for everyone. Well, yeah, who's it's a geek, on a bucket so. list. Yeah. Someday, yeah. Someday. And if you, well, well, you next know, year well, in San Diego, yes, yeah, yes, know. indeed. So, uh, well, you know, one thing that they're going to be talking about. We'll be back in a couple weeks, like with all the stories yes. and you know all the celebrity encounters and all the all the uh, Sergio Aragona sightings and and the Eisner <laughs> scoop and gossip. There you go. So, yes, so we'll check the Eisner winners. Yes, absolutely. Check, check the back website. in a couple weeks uh, mm-hmm. to see if Calvin and I survive. Yes. So, okay. meanwhile, yes, they so, announced some sales figures. Yes, yeah. Very interesting week uh, in terms of the, the comics marketplace, the digital and the uh, combined marketplace. Um, we've got a new market valuation size for the combined um, uh, comics uh, shop market and the book trade. Yes, indeed. Uh, yes. What and, is it? And now? apparently, according to ICB2 and the Comicron, uh, the combined market size is now over a billion dollars. One point zero three billion dollars. The shade. Uh, comics periodicals plus uh, book format graphic novels uh, and digital comics. Yep, that's right. And uh, I'm looking at the chart right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's up. Uh, was it ten percent from the last time? Uh, we did it's this? up ten percent. Uh, the the total submarket size is up ten percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was nine hundred thirty five million mm-hmm. right. in twenty fourteen. So the one channel that has uh, gone down is digital. Yes, digital last yes. time was a hundred million. This yeah. year it's only ninety million. Yeah, and I like the, these nice round. Numbers. I know it's easy, <laughs> and they also one thing they don't really get in on here. You know, this is John Jackson Miller and Milton Greep who mm-hmm. uh, collaborate every year on this chart. Um, they don't really get into. It's all about dollars. It's not about units. It's not about unit sales. No. And uh, I would be, uh, I'd be very interested to know if they're, you know, what the unit. I mean, that's very hard to do. And I don't, I don't think they have quite the, the. I mean, I don't know. Well, but I, mean, he, I mean, he does count. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not entirely sure why he doesn't give unit sales as well well i think it's very hard to get those yeah. numbers i think it's a lot harder to get units than to figure yeah. out i think mm. people are more likely to say oh yeah we made like yeah. you know 20 million dollars yeah, yeah. and to say oh we sold five comics that yeah, each yeah. cost five million dollars yeah. so uh <laughs> you know which is uh yeah I, yeah I see what you're saying yeah um because uh, uh prices are going up you know smart yeah. um uh, uh comic you know marvel which we'll be getting to in the next segment is uh their profit price is up to five dollars mm. you know i mean this is like you no know, some indies which I mean I've never even heard of. Like I, for example, I saw a new comic in the comic book store, which I was considering buying the other week, called Kim and Kim. Yeah. Sort of a futuristic, uh, two women bounty hunters kind of romp, and uh, it was by people I've never heard of before, and it cost four dollars. Uh, <laughs> but it was a regular length comic of something I didn't even really know, and it was four dollars, and I was like, I'm not sure because every like. Three ninety nine is the new two ninety nine. Yep. Um, and you know, you just kind of go, Ugh. yeah. And I mean, the other, <laughs> well, I mean, I always say compare it to toilet paper because I remember when I started buying comics, uh, a a comic book was the same price as a roll of toilet paper. Now a roll of toilet paper is only two dollars. So uh, now a comic book like is the, two rolls of toilet paper. It's sort of paper. like the pizza slice. You yes, know, the pizza slice co- correlation. Yeah. Um, uh, Pizza and a subway token, yeah. or subway pass, as we don't use tokens anymore. Um, well, you know, if you're looking for a better buy, you mm-hmm. should look to the the book market. Uh, 
Yeah. Graphic novels in this new billion-dollar market size yes. were uh, $350 million. That's up 23% in 2015 over graphic novel That's sales through the book trade. That's a very impressive Through rise. the book trade uh, than yeah. in the year before. And, you know, I don't think we talked about this on um, on our previous podcast, but, you know, kids' market is really what yeah. is driving it's a lot driving of growth. Big time. And Raina Telgemeier's new book, Ghost, is coming out this fall. It has a half million copy first printing, which is probably yep. the highest ever for an American comic. Yeah, um, probably. I mean, I can't, you know. Wimpy Kid? If it, but if you consider it a if, comic, well, I know you know, some listen, don't. Wimpy Kid, absolutely. But, uh, you know. But I know some people but, don't really yes. consider it a pure comic. Exactly. So yeah. I think to uh, really, you know, like there's mm. no arguing Raina. Uh, she's American. It's a comic. And there's a five, half million uh, copy I mean, first what printing. Are, what, I mean, Watchmen was was putting out. You know, there was a reprint. That wasn't a first printing. It wasn't a first printing yeah. for sure. So. so that doesn't really count. Yeah. But so yeah, Raina's right up there, without a doubt. She's setting a whole new standard. She uh, is she as is. a mass market and uh, author. Yeah, and I think you know, looking at these sales, there's a couple things about them that I'm very curious about. Number one is just how uh, unit sales are doing because we're definitely you know last fall when Milton did his his last white paper at New York Comic Con, you know, he pointed out that we had hit a rough patch. Yeah, and that sales have definitely slowed. I mean, we've definitely seen some cutting back from a lot of publishers. Uh, I've heard anecdotally from a lot of people, it's a bad time to pitch. You know, it, everyone has kind of tapped the brakes a bit and said we're going to like kind of let this roll. We're not going to expand a lot. Um, uh, so, and we're certainly seeing with Marvel and DC. You know, they relaunched. They're both. You know, DC just relaunched with Rebirth. Marvel's in the, in the process of mm. relaunching. They have the Civil War event, Civil War Two event coming yeah. out. So we're seeing, uh, you know, some pretty high profile uh, jolts to the cadaver. Uh, seeing if we can get some life in that puppy again. Oh, um, please! If it's a cadaver, it's a vampire by now. It's well. died so many times. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. That you know. We'll it see. Will never I think die. I think that we're seeing a little bit of flattening for a lot of reasons, and uh, you know, one of them uh, we'll get to. I think a bit when we talk about Pokemon Go, but uh, you know, I think uh, we're definitely seeing some flattening. And uh, watching those unit sales is really very interesting, and also. With kids' books, uh, Calvin, we just had a great story about how they finally have BSAC codes for creative yes, graphic yeah, novels, yeah. which sounds really, really technical, but it's, it's really important. It's really nerdy, but it's really important. Uh, it's kind of the underlying metadata infrastructure that in this particular world really makes greases the skits for everything. It makes it easier for bookstores to actually tell you. It makes it easier for publishers to check sales of their backlist. It makes it easier for librarians. It makes it easier for retailers. Um, it just makes it especially easier for online retailers uh, who used all of this underlying metadata in, say, their recommendation right. algorithms. And I, I believe what I'm hoping, I think one of the goals of this, because there's a lot of people in the industry who worked for this for years to get this to happen. So this is a real trial, yeah. uh, as nerdy as it sounds. Is like when we get book figures, uh, which PW reports on hmm. so for thoroughly, uh, you know, Jim Milliet writes a story every year. Hmm. Uh, and adult books are broken down into a lot of different categories, including graphic novels. And kids, yes. Kids' books aren't as much. Kids' books aren't as much. I think, you know, for instance, I think in uh, our stories by Bridget Alverson, which you can go to publisherswiki.com slash comics and look for uh, expanded Hell bisect yeah. codes. Uh, I think in her story she said that, for instance, young adult fiction, uh, which is a, a, a major heading, has like 43 breakdowns on subdivisions to describe different kinds, and graphic novels have two. Right, right. Now, I think they added 
about 50 different yes, they did. Subheading, yeah, headings and subheadings for kids' graphic novels so that you can really be a lot more granular in how you describe and how you categorize uh, kids' graphic novels. Yeah. So our stats should be more interesting in future. Well, there's the potential for that, there's certainly. The there's the potential it. for it to break out a lot more. Uh, except the retailers tend to not give out this information to anybody. Now, yeah. um, uh, uh, But I think it, it ties was, in with BookScan as well, doesn't it? It does tie in with BookScan. Well, the thing is, it ties in with almost everything as far as... It all comes from BSAC. It's yeah. a secret force... Well, Powering the universe, which is which is run by the book industry studies group. The the, uh, <laughs> the bicycle cults are, are are basically organized by the book industry study group, which is a which is a publishing industry association that basically studies book publishing and comes up with standards. Well, I think that we're putting ourselves to sleep with this incredibly <laughs> yes. technical well, discussion. We give but you all the trust news, me, whether you a, want it or not. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Now, another but, another big deal, unless you have anything else to talk about with these, these sales chart, <laughs> is, um, you know, one of the reasons that, uh, you know, they're trying to goose, goose the engine, give it a little prime the pump just a bit. So Marvel is doing their annual relaunch. Um, yeah. And they called it uh, this time Marvel Now, just like Marvel they did. Marvel Now exclamation mark. Uh, exclamation mark, just as they did uh, five they, years exclamation ago. Mark yes, is you're, new. you're right. I'm calling it Marvel <laughs> Now uh, in parentheses 2016 as opposed Marvel to Marvel Now. But then. you're right. I could just do it with the exclamation mark. Marvel point. Now. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had Marvel Now five years ago. Then they had Marvel, Marvel then they Now. Had, then they had all new Marvel. Then they had all new, all different Marvel, and then last year, I th- last year was all new, all different, and now it's back to Marvel now. So it's uh, very, cl- they're very they need new names. No, you know what? That is called recycling, <laughs> and it's very, very green. So good going, Marvel. Well, um, any <laughs> so it's called keeping your market on your toes. <laughs> so as is tradition, um, they've been releasing some of the the books, but as is tradition, they had this Tuesday they released a book that had all the all the new comics uh, in it. Uh, that had been announced and as is tradition it was leaked online by some retailer before that and as is tradition bleeding cool ran all the all the titles that had been and as is tradition uh people got upset about it and there was a whole hullabaloo and you know this exact 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 thing happened last year i even wrote a thing about it on on the beat uh, last year when they did all new all different they had a midnight launch and the exact same thing happened where a retailer or somebody put it online and rich Brunson ran it so what's new for this <laughs> predictable? time predictable yeah and it's, like, it's just like come on people get over it unless you all do it yourself on monday morning it's gonna happen it's yeah. gonna be leaked and don't pretend that it's destroyed your so stuff. what should we be looking for in this new marvel you know now what lineup? i think there's some actually cool things coming yeah, i'm a little there's there's behind a new the, yeah i'll, I'll just quick, i'm just quickly skimming through the list of what we know uh jessica jones is back by bendis and gatos the original creators i think that's cool, cool. david yeah, max doing the covers you know what that's a the show's got a oh, tv yeah. show um you know the x-men are going away for a while whether that's because of hmm. the fox thing or whatever it's interesting, um, it's, it's interesting that they in a recent issue of squirrel girl she had always defined herself as a mutant and then randomly in conversation well of course the writer always writes it for funny but still it was like her mother was like oh well actually the doctor when she was born said it was something very similar to being a mutant but actually totally different oh it's so ter- technically well, she's not a mutant well they're changing all the mutants to be like inhumans now from the terrigen mist so the the terrigen mists are a really big thing in marvel now exclamation point 
Uh, let's see. The original Thor, or Odin's son, as he's known oh, now. Oh, that's right. He's back with that. Jason Aaron and yeah. Olivier Coipel. Very nice He's team. now in the unworthy Thor. Yeah. Um, there are a bunch Odin's of team son. books called, like, Great Lakes Avengers. The champions are coming back with some pretty cool... Um, a lot of characters from the villains, rogues gallery, who have graduated, kind of become supporting characters like Fool Killer, Slow, Solo, Slapstick... Um, the Prowler, mm. uh, Venom, uh, Bullseye, Kingpin. They're all getting their own books. Um, there's a book called Occupy Avengers by David Walker and Gabriel Occupy Walla. Occupy Avengers? That's oh, kind of sounds Lord. kind of interesting. Well, David, you know, David Walker's a very good writer, so yeah. I'm uh, excited by that, maybe. And also Iron Fist by uh, Kari Andrews and Afu Chan. I love Afu Chan. He's like an amazing artist. And uh, it's uh, Carrie Anders has been doing this kind of book about a 12 year old Iron Fist for a while. Dr. Strain is back. Hawkeye will be uh, Kate Bishop, book written by Kelly Thompson. Um, so, you know, this is, oh, oh, this is cool. Actually, this is really cool. There's a new Wasp book. Um, and it's some, it's not, it's some Wasp. I don't, I don't really follow. But the creative team is Jeremy Whitley, the writer of Princeless, and uh, mm-hmm. Elsa oh. Chartarier. Well, of, I don't uh, see why it wouldn't Infinite be Luke. regular Wasp. It's not, it's not Japan. I guess she's the kid of Hank and Janet. Huh. Oh, so basically they're trying to tie it into the movies. Is it set in like a future yeah. world or something? Well, one thing uh, that's pretty meta about this is there's a lot of young second generation, third generation heroes. You know, they're the yeah, one but of the-, the thing is that they never had a kid before. So I don't know where this kid could have come from. Well, so it have to Kate, be significantly when in the a future. man loves a woman but yes, very much. But when a man loves a woman very much, they don't hide their child in hiding for Well, it happens 12 between years. the gutters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens in the gutters. Yeah. So but, to but, speak. Yeah, but there is a huge um like influx of uh, oh, you know, we haven't even talked about Riri, uh, who's the oh, new, yeah, yeah. The new, the new uh, Iron Man, the new Iron Man, who's like yeah. a fourteen-year-old African-American girl named Riri, which uh, yeah. you know, that's a little. It goes corny. to MIT. Yeah, it goes to MIT. She's she's already built her own Iron Man suit, so you know why so not? She doesn't need Tony. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of the new kind of more representational heroes and heroines. A lot of female it's interesting, characters. Though, that people keep referring to her as a woman when she's fifteen. Well, I know. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Spider-Man, he's a teenager. That's true. <laughs> but that said, there was a big outcry. You know, I, 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 Marvel, I'm sure, is like, can't we ever do anything right? Because when they announced the book with uh, Riri, it's being written by Brian Michael Bendis. And uh, yeah, there, there was, was some outcry. There was grumbling. Well, but why don't they, you know, Mar- an African-American well, woman has never been a writer for you Marvel. Know, I mean, like, isn't it time? Not like it's not an unusual question. I can't imagine they didn't anticipate it. So, yeah, why not? Well, black know, character? Can't we get a black writer? Right, or a black woman black writer. Black woman a writer. Black female writer. Or and, a woman writer, or a black writer, or you anything. Know, you know, well, you know what, look. No, nothing wrong with Michael, not, not Brian Michael Bendis. Not against Brian Bendis or no. the, the comic itself. No. Right. Just and, that it is an understandable question Right, and I, it is a question to ask, and... Um, you know, Bendis is writing six books, so he's yeah. writing everything. And, you know, no one can write Jessica <laughs> Jones unless he writes it. And that's like, that's okay. And, you know, listen, there's every time we, we get on here now, there's always some talk about the latest internet controversy. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of excellent writers out there who are women, who are black, and they could really do some really good comics. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they'll get their shot All we're saying in time. Is- 
Yeah. Give them a chance. Well, right. But, you know, <laughs> let's, at the same time, I do think we should say, you know, look what I just said. Like, uh, Alistair Chaterier is drawing a book, and Kelly yeah, Thompson's yeah. writing a book, and David Absolutely. Walker's writing a book. And, yes. You know, Marvel has really, if you looked at Marvel, this Marvel now, and old Marvel now, they've made a lot of strides since then. Absolutely. And, you know, no one, like, like Marvel and- gets nothing but, but it, yeah. complaints. Like, they didn't go no, how far no. they went. Okay. All right. Yes. I would say that yes. actually, DC gets far more kicks in the head. Uh, Marvel. Oh, I don't for, know about that. Marvel. Marvel has just stepped up their controversy game in about the last year, and so now finally they're getting some of the same internet can't do anything right, kicks the dirt uh, situation that DC had been getting for a while because DC has has DC done something stupid today. DC has <laughs> several coll- internet collectives. Design, designated specifically for watching what they're up to as re-diversity. Yeah, so Marvel, but... Marvel is just coming in for what has been floating around for a while. I think that's fair to say, but I also think that, you know, the th- dumb things that DC did, a lot of them were things like, um, uh, you know, like firing people off of books before they'd even done an issue. I mean, there was a huge mm-hmm. churn, and, you know, there was a lot of editorial interference that people were critical of. And I think with Marvel, it's really just like Marvel. You know, there was people who saw the list of Marvel now 2016 titles and they're like, well, there's not a single title that has a LGBTQ hero. And, you know, so it's like people really want to like there's a lot of fans out there now who have a checklist. And it's like if it doesn't hit every check, which would be awesome. Don't get me wrong. That would be awesome. And I understand that it's not like, oh, you did this one thing. Great. So you get a pass. It's like they're like, you know what? You didn't do this other thing. I think you're not all the same fan. I think each fan yeah. has their own thing that they desire. Well, and if they don't see it, then they're sad. Well, and then and they I tell th- the internet. Absolutely. But I think also what we're in, we're in a moment of possibility. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, fans, they think they might fans get are it. excited. I mean, right. yeah, the, the publisher getting, are getting, they're getting kicked. But really, what do comics fans well, love to do more than true. anything else in the world? They, yeah, it's not new. Kick the publisher. Yeah, I mean, right. so, com- complaining comics fans goes back. So uh, as long as they've been comics. but this but I they're getting kicked for some wonderful things now it yeah. seems to me and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, if, you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna be outraged fans you might as and well and it's a have moment a of tremendous possibility I think fans are excited to their credit Marvel and DC they may stumble but they are trying. they are trying to face up and and deal with this and. And it's a bounty. They're just you know? not trying as fast as a lot of people would Absolutely. have them try. And, you know, and, you know, I mean, that's, right. the, that's and they're going to do things, and, and we're going to like a little bit of it, and we're going to not like some of it. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, they seem to be coming right back and trying mm-hmm. to, to yeah. do now, a you, good job. They they do. I mean, there's a lot of voices out there, and there's a lot of, like, you know, I had to institute on the beat of the Duff, the burning dumpster fire scale because there's so many controversies every day and kate i know you don't go on twitter right you're but you're still on tumblr right yeah and there's a metal oh yeah a lot of dumpster fires on tumblr tumblr yeah to to the point where there is a nickname for the type of tumblrite who uh is an extremely special snowflake which is to say a tumblrina oh Um, Tumblrina, I'm writing that down. I can I can just see it now. It's a sort of a, a cubistic, um, you know, tutu on and uh, yeah, well, there <laughs> and bouncing from I, there's one. There's this little thing called Tumblr, Tumblr Savior, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is a little add-on you put into your browser so that you can filter out posts of those words on your blacklist. So you know, certain types of people who are always seeking the next outrage 
so that they can bash other fans over the head. I mean, you think creators have it bad. Wait till you see what fans do but to you, each other. But you know <laughs> that, 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 you know, then, then many people have very long Tumblr savior lists and wow. they get into all kinds of fights with each other over things like, how dare you not like my favorite character? That means you're racist. I don't know, Kate. You sound like you're coming from a uh, place of privilege and you're punching down to me. No, I'm. see, the <laughs> thing is that I'm just saying that people <laughs> on every side are are, uh, you know, very hot-headed on Tumblr. And sometimes they have good reasons, sometimes they don't have good reason. But if you think that it's just a matter of fans going after creators, uh, well, you have not I, seen I, I think we all know the internet other. really is Fight Club. It, it is and, Fight Club. And that's kind of what it's And it's of many wonderful things as well as and, Fight yes. Club. And we're going to talk about this on my panel at, at, uh, at Comic-Con uh, with um, uh, people from all different sides of it. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited fond to of talk Tumblr, about it. And I'm very fond of Tumblr Savior. Wow, I gotta get me this Tumblr savior because I would totally. And you know, Twitter. You know what? We should do a whole show about this topic of fan entitlement and you know pro misbehavior and all this. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that I suspicion is that my perspective is a little different. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, and that's what Uh, was valuable about it. But yeah, no, I I don't hold it against fans uh, with genuine righteous outrage, but. I will say that occasionally there are some people who will use it as a bludgeon to go after other fans. I think fans, when they're on Tumblr, are not really... It's a conversation, and it's a conversation that they don't expect the pros to even notice. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're mad. Just thought of something important But here. they, you know, there's, yeah. there's no, a, that's interesting. a and subtext I think, I think of, like, right. this is a fanosphere. Yeah. And unless we get, like, you know, 150,000 likes... Uh, surely so and so so and so won't see me anyway. That oh, it's, for God's it's, sake! It's, no, I mean because it's it's a place. It's an evolution from like forums or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. What, what I'm saying is that is that the, so they don't. No, so I, I so see even what you're people. So I mean yes, there are people who are definitely expecting the pros to even notice what they're saying. But a lot of people, like even though they go open letter to Bob Smith, um, and then when Bob Smith sees it, they're like, "You were ego surfing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they're like, what is Bob Smith doing on a family? Well, yeah, guess yeah. what? That's bull crap. No, um, no, it's not. But then, but well, how the can pros you, and fans? But how, I'm <laughs> saying that I'm saying that I'm just trying to explain no, where I, fans I, are coming from. Yeah. There are some people who are genuinely that. looking to go viral, but a lot of them are just they're doing yakking their, to their to but, their people. But then, to yeah. their peeps, but yeah. have they never heard of a private forum? Then were you supposed to do that stuff? But they don't. They well, don't want a private forum. They just want, I mean, it's like, it's not like they're saying like, oh, you can't see this. This is not, this is, it's just like, they're not even thinking about, because one thing that, that creators often put off and that, mm-hmm. um, comic book companies often put off is like, hey, we're the pros, you're the people. And so people go, okay. And so it gets in the back of your head that like, hey, well, like, what's the chance they're going to notice me? So, therefore, if I'm feeling particularly vituperative about this comic and I want to have an angry conversation with 40 million of my closest friends on Tumblr, then, by God, I'm going to do it. And so, while, you know, many people would love to have the pros get into that uh, snake pit, uh, I think a lot of people are perhaps a little more unguarded. Right. In their speech, sure. and then they might be in I'm, a personal. I conversation. personally am not. Oh, I'm not as plugged into these. Said, and most of my encounters over fan dialogue is usually on Twitter and maybe yeah. on Facebook to some extent. 
so I, I, I think I, I get where you're coming from, that this is the fan world, and you kind of don't think about it. I think right, you kind of don't, don't worry about it. You, now, because a lot of what I talk about encounters are where fans are coming after. But you know what? Let me point um, something out. Well, yeah, I mean, but, there but, are fans who definitely yeah, directly right. go after that. That's, about that's when I, who, but, we were talking a couple weeks ago about over intense yes, fans. Yes, and a lot of pros started as fans. Started, yeah. And they were in the yeah. same forums. And, you know, in fact, as a matter of fact, almost well, there's the entire but 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 you know what this is what yeah, this is no. what bugs me about I think it you're is both that on yes something. <laughs> we're both right and you know what we but i'll just say this and honestly we should save this for a whole show because yeah, yeah. there's a huge discussion about this and it's a real watershed i think but uh you know I, 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 about 50 percent of the most prominent comics pros right now really got, came to prominence via the warren ellis forum and other forums at the time that were public i mean you had to sign yeah, which up I for used them. To be on that. right yeah but they you know like you had to sign up but for all intents and mm-hmm. purposes it was public and you know a lot of them had these conversations yeah so it's like i mean i i, I understand everybody wants to have mm-hmm. the need for privacy at some point well, but, but I, mean, I don't but wait wait wait. let me but no 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 okay. no because yeah, i love you say because you know what bugs me is like and i've had this too it's like and you know hey i'm very privileged i admit that you know i'll say something on twitter and then like five minutes later i'm being subtweeted about you know how could she say you know what a jerk i am and i'm like how is it okay to subtweet people and police what i'm saying whereas it doesn't go it's a two-way street it's a two-way street but i think what you're saying is that they're not thinking about privacy they're thinking about community like an almost incestuous level of community where they don't think beyond it right it doesn't they're not thinking about privacy or requesting because it doesn't even yeah, it's occur not. to them that there's a world outside there. Yes, right. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair exactly. enough. Exactly. Yes. And you know, so they're yeah. And of course, part of it is also that the internet is kind of, and the fan internet has become a self-policing right. space. Well, you, and so some people get really invested in that policing ethos. Right. Well, yeah. you know what? There's all levels of behavior, and you know what? This should be its own show. Let's let's yeah, uh, yeah. let's talk about and this. Actually, in its I own need, show. I'd like some help to, to plug into a little more of the fan universe. I mean, I I'm a Twitter addict, but I I, I don't get around. Even Tumblr is still Tumblr well, is well, very big with comic fans. So it's a very visual place. I need to I, I so need to spend a little more in time fact, on Tumblr. Um, and quite a few. Um, very new comics creators have come yeah. out of Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So Warren yeah. Ellis, like Warren Ellis Warren, people yeah. are coming out of this fandom. Uh, yeah. And then they become privileged people yeah. who fi- who don't think they're punching down. They think they're just talking to other yeah. people who are on the internet, and then it's perceived yeah. as punching down. So, so anyway. But we you know, will return to this yes, topic. Yes, we should return because it is it will loaded. Not, it's, it's not going loaded. away. Loaded. Um, all right. Well, um, we posted a story this week by our fabulous uh, manga correspondent uh, Deb Aoki who was at Anime Expo took place over uh, the July 4th weekend and Anime Expo uh, is blowing up I mean um, it's been doing this for a number of years over a hundred thousand fans unique visitors uh, at this particular um, uh, Anime Expo held at the LA LA Convention Center Um, and according to Deb they really went all out in bringing over uh, Japanese creators, not just Japanese creators, over a hundred special guests. Wow. Creators, artists, music producers, uh, publishing executives, uh, really one of the biggest um, uh, guest artist lists from Japan. Uh, according to Deb, um, the organizers, uh, which actually I didn't realize that um, Anime Expo is 
like Comic-Con. It is a non Yes, it's a, it's a fan yeah. run, yes. Uh, they have really have been working carefully over years, building relationships with publishers, music producers, and they're getting people here. Apparently, uh, oh, I'm embarrassed. I can't remember the, the artist's name. Uh, who does Blue Exorcist. Um, Kazoo. I apologize. The name escapes me. Yeah. But she was in a packed hall with 3,000 fans, brought her to tears. Um, uh, but it was apparently a terrific show. Uh, it's become the spot, the place, not just for anime distrib- distribution, but really for manga publishers. Um, they were all there. Gdansha, Yen Press, Seven Seas, all announcing new series. One thing in particular that I have my eye on, Kodansha uh, is publishing uh, Itchy F. This is an amazing story of an unpublished manga artist who worked in the Fukushima Daiichi uh, nuclear plant uh, in 2011 when the uh, tsunami hit and the nuclear meltdown. So he was he was just unpublished and was working there. And as it turns out, he's created one of the few uh, first-person documents of what was going on inside a nuclear plant because he was just a cleanup yeah, worker. There. There's some really good stuff. But, so, you know, yeah. it just... Uh, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast, writing about MPW. Uh, you know, manga's made a comeback. It's here. Yes. And you know what? This is part of the growth of sales. This yeah. is part of that $1 billion. It's a very yes. key part. It's really great. The, it came on in leaps and bounds, and then it took uh, Unbound, well, well, and now it's 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 just growing, and it's it's strong. It's very strong one of growth, the I key think. key notions, I think, that, that manga publishers relied on was during the, the down years um, was that even while sales were under, under assault from piracy and other things, these shows were exploding in attendance. Right. All of the anime shows, manga shows, were really growing. Well, to be fair, I think maybe it may actually contribute because there was a large chunk of time right at the biggest dip in the manga industry when you ask any anime or manga fan, they'll start complaining, oh, suddenly there aren't as many anime shows on TV. Yeah, well, you're right. And so if... That you was know, a, now that was a people are having more access to anime through, you know, Netflix, through Hulu, through, yes. Crunchyroll. through Crunchyroll, that um, that anime bringing you in and getting you interested in yes. the manga effect is coming back. Yes, it is. Absolutely. absolutely. And that's uh, almost every title uh, they were announcing. I won't say every title, but many almost. of the titles, they, all of them seem to have streaming yes. anime series. And, and I mean, yeah. And there's yeah. actually some that are being broadcast again yeah. on various channels. Yes. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so back. It, it is it's back. Yeah. Back. And so is Tokyo pop. That's uh, something we should. Yes. Talk about. Yes. In fact, we yeah. should. Yeah, yeah. We did a story about um, Stu Levy's new uh, self-published platform but we have we need to revisit that no i think they're going to be at comic-con so let's snoop around calvin yeah well you know speaking of snooping around and manga and anime uh you know the biggest thing in the universe ever (laughs) uh just debuted at pokemon go and this is the game changer this is the modern life that we've been dreaming of for so so long uh, well, it just turns. Just walk the streets just of Manhattan. Just walk the streets of Manhattan. Pokemon it is like, zo- go zombies oh, yeah. are everywhere. And I mean, it's dangerous. You might get hit by a car. I mean, I have to be very careful. <laughs> and uh, it's it's just. I mean, it's well, quickly my biggest gripe is that fad. I can't seem to get an account. Every time I try to get an account, they say, "Come back in an hour." But you know what? That's like you are. It's like a Neil Gaiman novel. It's like everyone else is a fairy who's got access to <laughs> yes, to and you're uh, turn a knob, like, and you're like, "I can't get in. I can't I, get where, in." It's like you know what? And then finally, like. I was having that too. I, I couldn't get it. And I was like, you know, I was thinking, something wrong with my GPS? Like, what's wrong with mm. my phone? 
how come I can't do this? And you're feeling really sad, actually, because well, like yes, everyone else is just, freaking yeah, you're like, the hell out. Yeah. And, All the uh, cool kids, and in, and basically everyone is a cool kid yeah, but you. Yeah, and then I, I <laughs> uploaded, the, the, there's an update, so just put that update okay, on there. And I'm then suddenly it. it was as if, you know, talking about yeah. William Gibson, this is the world he foresaw. This is literally the world yes. he foresaw and all these visionaries foresaw. Because suddenly, yeah. location I based saw gaming. the world as a magical place full of Pokemon. And I mean, it's <laughs> like, it's 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 crazy. It yeah. really is like a mind shift. Yeah. Once, you, once you start doing it, it uh, so you haven't played it, Kate. I have not played it. In and fact, I... I'm the only one here who's played Pokemon. No, I, but I, yeah, I, but we I, have I, one person who really wants to. And one I have person, it on me, my phone. I just who, can't get an account. Right, who, well, <laughs> my, dark, my dark secret as a geek Uh-oh. is that I don't get video games. Right. Oh. Like, I have nothing against them. And in fact, I sometimes enjoy watching other people play them. But playing them myself, there's just some part of my brain for video games that does not exist. Well, you know, Pokemon Go is not a video game. It's an interactive experience. And, yeah, you know, it's just an interactive game experience, which gaming. my brain but, is not built but for. But let me, yes, and the, you know what, that's perfectly understandable. But I will say this, it's very powerful, and it is profound. Yeah, I'm sure. And because, for instance, I, when I couldn't get it to go yesterday, I went out to get my coffee, and, you know, I'm too busy getting ready for comic-con to go out because you're supposed to walk it gets you to exercise yes, too and children idea. are running around and because your eggs don't hatch unless you you walk so uh so yes i went out to get my coffee and uh i live in the middle of a project and i saw that the project park was full of pokemon yeah. and i was walking i i've lived there for 15 years i've only been in that park three times and this, I'm like walking in, I'm looking for the Pokemon, couldn't find them because my phone wasn't working right. But I mean, you know, that's a profound experience. It's like, like you know, uh, Miss Havisham, you know, Pip finally went in and said, what's up? Uh, I'm not getting the connection, but anyway. There you go. Um, but, um. but I have to say, but my experience as someone whose brain does not video game right. or indeed interactive app um, yes. is... Is that it's very strange walking the watching the world turn into Pokemon Go Land as every, as like lot. every place yeah. I go online well, where I, you know I, normally I get... people are like I was in a Star Wars forum. Mm. Normally they're talking about Star Wars. Now they're talking about well, how would your favorite Star Wars characters Pokemon Go? And I was like, <laughs> oh, what here too? Yeah, um, you know, it's just like, huh. but, but it is. Listen, it is the closest and the easiest that we've yet come to like this experience of having a magical. It's magical reality. You know, it's magic yeah. realism is essentially what it is. It's like you walk down your street and you see a Rattata sitting there. You know, and and I went to get a cup of coffee on the way and. I pulled out my phone just to pay, and I saw that there was a, a dual, uh, a, now I'm yeah, forgetting the name, a two-headed bird. And the, the clerk was like, oh, yeah, somebody put that one there, and everybody's been catching it all day. It's like it turns it, it, or, really it turns your ordinary <laughs> world into a magic world. And you know what? That's pretty freaking and awesome. And trust me, everybody, including PW, the media, yeah. is has a Pokemon ghost story. Yeah. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you. It's so powerful, probably have burnt out in a week. It's just too much. It's going to become very old hat, you know, but I, I've never seen anything like this. I've never pretty, seen anything like funny. Pokemon Go. It's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's magic realism that's actually happening yeah. right in And as your... soon as I get my account, I'm going to be walking into Bone Boost yeah. looking for them too. <laughs> anyway, 
That was the so nine, nine million four hundredth Pokemon <laughs> Go think piece of the Pointless week. Pointless conversation. Yeah. So and shall we segue now to news? the briefs? <laughs> yes. Okay. So speaking of uh, digital transforming our world, um, you could not go near Comic Con this year. Unless you had digitally affirmed your existence, <laughs> and until you had com- com- you had completed the ultimate "Are you a human?" test, um, the nature of the world we live in. Yes. Only the only thing is that okay. So fair enough that New York Comic Con wanted to to confirm that all users were real users, but they uh, they only had a short period of time in which you could do it, and then after that. If you were, like, wanting to, in future, sign up for New York Comic Con, you are out of luck. Well, if I could jump in here and just say, you know, I understand why they did it. I mean, they did it so that they wouldn't have so many people, you know, trying to come to the show. And, like, so they could winnow out more of the people. Unfortunately, what happened is that people got on and then they're like, oh, I want to buy a ticket for my child. And it says your child is not verified. You cannot (laughs) buy a ticket. So it literally wouldn't let people get tickets for their friends or their families. And that was a little flaw. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of it is <laughs> kind of, I mean, I don't object to fan verification, but they should have made the window a little better thought out. Yeah. Which I don't think they did. Yes. So it's good that they're reopening it. Um, but we'll see what other bumps are along the road as they work yeah. out this confirmation of your actual fan existence well you know new york comic-con finds ways you know we all were very worried when they had rfid that it would be awful and guess what it was usually run very well it was yes but then they do really dumbass things like when they tweeted like oh yeah don't even go there okay yeah Yeah. anyway when they tweeted as you yes yes. yeah they sent tweets out unauthorized through your your anyway more briefs more but that's over now more briefs okay the so, North remembers. Yes. So Rene Montoya, otherwise known at some points in the history of the DC Universe as The Question, has returned. She has been... What? She has been, she has been mostly <laughs> MIA throughout the, um, the entire five years of New 52. Mm-hmm. She, and, I mean, she's just shown up a couple times, but mostly not. And there was some question as to whether she would be part of this new universe that we have now. And here she is, popping up in her ex-girlfriend's comic. Yeah. So there she is in Detective Comics, uh, reunited with Batwoman. And here we have just a little bit more of the relationships and the diversity of the DCU popping back. That's right. The relationships, the magic is back. And uh, speaking of things being back, Calvin, yes. uh, I believe you know something about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar oh, yeah, that's re-entering yeah. the yes. public consciousness in an unusual yes. way. Yes, well, you know, um, some of us, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar means um, awesome basketball, and I'm old enough to have uh, watched him play during the years when he was a fabulous superstar. And as a kid, reading about him when he played at UCLA for the fabulous John Wooden. But that's another world away. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar um, 
besides being a legendary basketball player and a Hall of Fame player, he is now a an author, a historian, and a bit of a cultural critic. He's a regular contributor to Time Magazine. Um, he published a his first adult novel. He's published a number of YA novels in the past. He published his first adult novel in 2015, if I'm not mistaken, called Mycroft. And it's a, a basically a, an account um, uh, based on Sherlock Holmes' older brother, Mycroft Holmes. And now he apparently, in discussing the publisher, he told him that, you know, I'd really like to do a comic. And so he has. I think it's Mycroft Holmes and the Apocalypse Handbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being serialized now by Titan uh, Comics. It will be published as a complete graphic novel um, early next year. And we have an, uh, a Q&A with him by John Mayer. Um, go to publishersweekly.com slash comics. And it's a really interesting interview. He talks about writing uh, prose, talks about switching to comics, and he seems to be very knowledgeable. He's mentions, um, he mentions uh, when uh, John asked him really about what his background is, his comics is. He talks about reading comics in the 60s. He sounds like he's my generation of old fart <laughs> fan. Uh, and he talked in what he was particularly turned around, as he put it, by the Marvel Revolution of the 1960s. And he goes into a great detail to talk about how, you know, those superheroes were so different. One minute they were fighting supervillains. The next minute they were trying to pay their bills or trying to, you know, uh, uh, get a date with a cute girl. And he said, I really love that. Like so many of us did, yeah. it transformed the, the, the whole notion of how superheroes were supposed to act. So he talks about that, and he talks about how he graphic novels are, are changing. He points to people like Garth Ennis, Brian K. Vaughn, Alan Moore as combining, you know, great adventure with serious social commentary. So check it out. Um, uh, you know, I haven't seen the comic, although I've seen I've seen a couple of excerpts floating around the web. Yeah, the one thing that I have, the buzz I've heard is that while well written, people are a little confused by its action, Mycroft. <laughs> given that uh, Mycroft traditionally and in Arthur Conan Doyle is a excessively sedentary character, yeah. uh, but now he's as active as no, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Absolutely, no, he's he's a um, movie star like character, witty and bouncing well, around I having rem- adventures. I remember Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that Bruce Lee movie, you know. So uh, the man is a boss. Let's yeah. face it. Oh he yeah, yes, is of course. Our ultimate boss. He's and great. we've lost a lot of our heroes this year, but we still have Kareem. Yes, absolutely. So and, uh, uh, and he'll be at Comic Con. Yes, so he is. Yes, he him, will be there. Glimpse he, him uh, yeah. amidst the fray. So, so I, you know, they he really hasn't had an amazing second act. Uh, yeah. As, as essentially a public intellectual. Yeah. I mean, um, not only is he writing novels and, and nonfiction, you know, he's written a number of histories of both African-American athletes, um, uh, social figures, and now, of course, he's in our world. Yes, so welcome, Kareem. Welcome, 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 welcome Kareem. We can't wait Abdul. to see more from you. Yes. So, yeah, check us out. Check it out online. Yeah. Well, you know what? That just about wraps it up. As you can tell, a lot is going on, uh, and uh, Calvin and I are flying. Yes, I would like to put in a plug here, oh. dear listeners, for the fact that we will have our traditional annual San Diego Comic-Con coverage Yes, all yes. during the convention. Yep, yep, we yep. will be posting interviews recorded live on the floor. Yep. And so keep an eye out for us next week. We're going to be spamming your podcast yes. filter 
And Calvin and I are both already lining up some pretty yes, and exciting I've got people. That. I've got to look at lists and get back to people who are like yes. bugging me now. Yes. And I'm uh, overwhelmed. Right, exactly. Uh, so, you know, hopefully Calvin and I will survive and we will return and there will be more to come. <laughs>